Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Jake and Marty's Weekly Dose. We are here with week seven. I apologize for last week. We had a lot of issues trying to get me and Marty and possibly a new host of the show, Dan Longo, lined up. Um, Dan, host, huh? Daniel might be joining us with a third host on this show because we have enjoyed his company very much. But we are back with episode number seven this week. Clearly, I am joined by Marty, again, my co-host, and our guest, Dan Longo, again this week. Uh, we have a you said something about third host, huh? Yeah, possibly. I'm thinking we're thinking about bringing you on as the third host. It depends on. It depends. It it's depends been, on what the people want. Depends on what, what the, the people what want. The people, the people got to decide, man. Exactly, and then it, I'm all for it. I, I would love it. I love hanging out with you guys. Story pool. Story pools. Exactly. Coming. It just depends if you can make it on every Wednesday with us. <laughs> I got you guys. You guys rock. <clears throat> we appreciate that, but yeah, welcome back to Week Seven, everybody. I'm clearly joined with Marty and Dan again, but um, so this week we plan on talking about just you know, I got to go my weekly rant about the Sabers and just a shamble there and now. Um, we're also going to talk about the NFL currently going to a 17 week schedule and how we feel about that. Just thoughts on that, and then we're going to rank our favorite restaurants like in the Buffalo Niagara Falls area. So. I hope you guys enjoy this episode, and here we go. So let me just start off by saying, well, actually, Marty, how's it going? What's going on? How have you been, kid? I'm good, just chilling, man, enjoying fake spring right now. And I'm, I'm waiting for some sports news, but I'm just enjoying life. Right, well... Um... Thursday, we do have the MLB starting up, so we can clearly we'll have a little bit to talk about with that starting up again. They're finally getting back to a full schedule, but um, it has been nice. The weather's been pretty good here in Buffalo, New York. Um, I know some golf courses have opened, so people have been getting out. Um, just been great weather. It's definitely made people probably a lot happier. You could just get out, do whatever you want, take a walk with your significant other, take a walk with yourself, walk your dog, go for them. But it has been nice out for sure. But I'm um, still so yeah, let me get started on a very different note. The Buffalo fucking Sabres, man. Let me tell you, these this team is atrocious. Um, by the time you hear this podcast, the Sabres will be probably mid-game, I would assume, because we are recording this on Wednesday night. Uh Sabres puck drop is at seven. It is seven twenty right now. So they're currently playing the Flyers tonight. So um, they are currently in the midst of a 17-game, 18-game loss streak. Um, technically, the NHL doesn't count it because they have lost in overtime. But um, it's still a joke. How are you going to go lose 18 games in a row after a new coach? I mean, we the other night on Monday night, we are up. 3 nothing against the Flyers going into the third period. And then we just lose that with Allmark, Allmark back in net. I mean, it's just an absolute joke what the team has come to. It's just we're kind of basically a joke around the league at this point. I mean, like when everyone saw we were up 3 nothing, I saw so, many, so much stuff on Instagram and Twitter saying, oh, of course the Flyers are going to blow this to the Sabres and their loss rate, yada, yada, yada. 
And of course, the Flyers come back, make a 3-3 in the third, and the Sabres go on to lose in overtime. I mean, it's a fucking joke. I mean, the problem with the Sabres is they will look good for a half a game and then absolutely lose it. I mean, you, you had Cody Eakin score a goal. You had Henry Yohokiharyu and Brandon Montu who had an absolute fucking snipe on his goal. But, of course, 3 nothing can't secure for the Sabres. Unfortunately for uh, Linus Allmark, I mean, he only faced 36 shots, but he only made 32 saves. If you're facing 36 shots, you should be probably making 33 to 34 saves a game. I'm sorry. Um, as unfortunate as to say that, I mean, I get, I get once like the first two periods, we completely dominated, but as soon as that third period rolled around, we just looked like we were absolute dog shit in every way possible. Um, but before that, even the game against, I mean, even the game against the Bruins, we went up, we went up two nothing. They made it two one at, uh, to go into the third period. Then we give up two at the end of the, in the third period. And we just can't be giving that kind of lead up. If you're up two nothing or three nothing, you shouldn't be giving that lead up. I get in hockey, a two nothing lead is the worst lead to have. I get it. I've played hockey since I was the age of four years old. My parents finally put skates on me. Two nothing lead is the worst lead to have in hockey. But still, I mean, come on. And then just how can one team possibly manage eighteen losses in a row? Like I said, I get the NHL doesn't count it because some of the losses were overtime losses. But still, it will tie the league record. If we lose tonight against the Flyers, we'll be 19 games, setting a league record for 19 losses in a row. I am convinced, I mean, possibly maybe the Sabres are a very religious team and gave up losing or gave up winning for Lent. Maybe that could be the reason for all the losses. But still, it's a fucking joke. I mean, come on, this... I am completely shocked we got anything in that Eric Stahl trade because Eric Stahl, I'm sorry, I was excited when he came here. You guys heard in the beginning of the podcast, I was excited about what he could do for the team. But the way he's played this season, he's showing his age finally. And he absolutely, like, I'm shocked we got anything for him. Like, to get what we did, I consider that a win trade for us because other than that, like, when I saw we were trying to trade him, I was thinking probably, like, maybe a fourth and a fifth. We end up getting a second and a third, which to me is a win because he has played awful all season. The team has looked awful all season. And this is an absolute joke. Like at this point, there is nothing more to say about them than I have already just because I don't know, man. It's just an absolute joke. It's embarrassing to say that the Buffalo Sabres are my favorite hockey team right now because in other words, like – I just don't know. Like, I have been a Sabres fan my whole life. And at this point of the year, I I just don't know what to say. It's just fucking embarrassing. Like, there's nothing more else to say. Like, it's embarrassing to talk people who are a Sabres fan. If you go on Sabres Twitter, I mean, I get some of the people on Sabres Twitter are fucking idiots. But it's still just, like, some things people say on Sabres Twitter is absolutely ridiculous. But just... I don't know. I guess, like, even the organization is a joke, too, because last night, it, this would have been Tuesday night, they said they were going to live stream the live skate in the morning so everyone could see, or the morning skate in the morning so people could see how the team looked before going into the game. 
And then this morning, the team announced that they were it was going to be an optional morning skate. So basically what an optional morning skate means is that players can come if they want to or if they want to stay home, they can. They're not going to be punished for it. But how are you going to sit there and tell me that you're going to have an open skate that's viewable on, I think it was possibly Facebook Live. So people are thinking you're going to be able to see how the team practices in the morning and then come out and say that, it's an optional morning skate. It's like how much of the people in how much of the people in the organization are actually communicating? Because that's just an absolute joke. I mean, from the player, like like I said, like I've been saying, from the players up the top management, like even to the probably the lowest person in the dressing, like look at the look at the equipment crew. I'm sure like nothing is communicated between anyone in that organization. But thankfully, I am my second favorite team is the Blackhawks just strictly being on Patrick Kane because he is a Buffalo boy. And thankfully right now they're sitting in fifth in the central division. Um, they're right now they are uh, tied with the Predators on points, but the uh, Predators have more wins and the Blackhawks just have more overtime losses. But thankfully, that's the only thing looking up for the Blackhawks right now. So I at least have a hockey team to watch and not be miserable with the hockey season. So I am still following hockey. I am just not following the Sabres as much as I used to because they are an absolute fucking joke of an organization. I mean, the Pagulas might as well just sell the team at this point, send them up to Quebec, give Quebec a hockey team. And then in 10 to 15 years, bring another hockey team to Buffalo because right now this is an absolute joke. Jack Eichel is going to be out the door probably this offseason. He's going to request a trade. Um, we're probably going to trade Taylor Hall before the tra- trade deadline. And I would love to bring Taylor Hall back next season just because I get this season was COVID-infested. I get that it, it probably affected the players in some way. But it's just an absolute joke, and I feel bad for any of the superstars, even Jeff Skinner. Jeff Skinner, to me, is still a superstar. I get he has had a great season, great past two seasons. But to me, he is still a great hockey player. I mean, this team is just I, – I could honestly go out there and probably coach a better hockey team than – or manage a better hockey team than the Bagulas are right now. And I am a 24-year-old. So, I mean, it's just an absolute joke. And I wish things were different. But thankfully, I love hockey. I love the Blackhawks. So, thankfully, I still have something to watch and look forward to. But this Sabres team, man, it's, it's like another year where, like, yeah, we're fucking probably gonna get get the lot the number one lottery pick, but who cares at this point, man? Give me a good hockey team. I mean, Mari, I'm gonna throw it over to you. What are your thoughts on this team? I'm gonna keep it short and sweet. We suck, and I probably haven't watched a game in close to a month, so I I don't know. It's time to blow up the team. Uh, I can't say I'd keep anybody. I don't think anybody's safe right now, and. Yeah, no, they're just – they're miserable. They're depressing to watch. And I've, Buffalo, as a city, deserves, like, much, much better than, you know, what they put on year in, year out. Uh, I'm just going to keep it short and sweet. We suck and I haven't watched, so I – I mean, yeah, exactly to your point. Like, you just said, Buffalo deserves a better hockey team. I mean, a couple of podcasts ago when we had Jeremy on, we were talking about how even in playoffs, when the Sabres aren't in the playoffs, Buffalo is probably the still second or third highest mark to watch playoff hockey. I mean, this city, like, I'm, I'm not even saying this because I'm from this city. Like, 
I get I probably have a little I'm a little more into it because I'm from the city. But this city deserves a good hockey team just because how much this city is invested in hockey. I mean, we're right under the border from Canada. When and whenever we played Toronto in a normal season, for the past couple of seasons, you would see more Maple Leafs fans than we would Sabres fans in the building just because how much cheaper the tickets are to see a Toronto Sabres game in Buffalo compared to seeing any Toronto game up in Toronto just because how the tickets are. So if you would go to this, uh, if you would go to the arena to see a Toronto versus Sabres game, if you were a Sabres fan, I'd feel like you're at an away game just because how many Maple Leafs fans are here. And it's just embarrassing because this city used to be so invested in their hockey team. I mean, for the past seven years now, I went to the home opener with my family. And this crowd, like every single season, even though they've been bad this prior season, this city has come into the season with so much optimism for the team and hoping they're going to do good. And then it was a little different this season too because we had so many good signings where it looked like we could be good, and then we just end up doing this. I mean, Taylor Hall is having probably the worst season of his career ever. I mean, the guy's an absolute atrocity to the to himself right now. It's embarrassing. I just don't even know what – like, I don't know. Like, this season I felt like was a season the Sabres could finally turn the corner, and nothing has come about it. Like, Taylor Hall has two goals and 16 assists. Which the 16 assists is good, but it's also been 34 games in the season, and there's only 20 games left. Once it comes to the once it comes to the trade deadline, the Sabers are going to be sellers, not buyers. Unfortunately, hopefully we can this coming season we can bring players in we need to help us. Like I would love, like I would love to see us trade Taylor Hart the trade deadline and bring him back next season, but unfortunately, it's just. It's just embarrassing how it went this season. And I just – I can't even bring myself to watch Sabres games anymore because I was watching the this past game against the Flyers. When, when we have 3 nothing, like I had in the back of my head, I'm like, this team can still lose this game. And what I thought turned out to be right, it's just embarrassing. And I just don't even know what else to do with this team. This season's a wrap, just – I guess give me the lottery pick, but we don't even know who we're going to take because who knows? Like the OHL isn't even playing a season this year because of COVID. Or yeah, they're, not even, they're either not playing a season or there's no hitting in the season. So you can't tell what a player is going to bring to the team. So even if we have that first pick, it's not going to matter. But I mean, enough of the Sabres. Um, on to the next topic, boys. Sorry, I'm just frustrated right now. So, Marty, I'm going to let you lead this off. Marty and Dan, you take over the reins right here because i got to take a few minutes to compose myself because I'm so mad right now. But um, yeah, Exactly. But um, we're going to go on to the NFL, the 17-game schedule, and how you guys feel about that and what what could happen for the league now with the 17-game schedule being on. So you guys take the reins on that. Um, I... As a fan, like from my perspective, I'm fine with it because led some more football I get to see, you know, even if it's one week, like sweet, you know. But uh I know the players aren't too fond of it, but uh I mean you guys get paid millions of dollars, so just shut up and uh you know, go play and <laughs> make more money. Uh uh Dan, how you feel? Deborah Dan's been quiet, man. He hasn't got much action. 
All right. Well, since uh, it looks like, it looks like we don't lost Dapper Dan, so I'll take over right now. Like you said, from from a fan standpoint, I really like the game because it gives us one more game a year to watch. Um, unfortunately, because of that, though, most teams have their playoff spot by week like 14, 15, or 16. So, like, if we throw another weekend with week 17, like, say the Bills clinch the AFC East in week 14. Now, instead of only having to watch three weeks of meaningless football, we're going to have to watch four weeks of it, which I'm fine because it's going to bring money to the team. But um, that's my really only downside to it from a fan. Like, I got to get more football. But, like, if we clinch early, it'll be a boring four weeks to watch or even – three weeks because hey we the bills clinched week 15 then we have to watch 16 or yeah so we watched week 15 we have to watch 16 17 and 18 and i like I, my, uh, my thing with that is though they might they might try to lock in the uh the one seed that's the no, i'm saying that's... i'm saying if it was already clinched hey can you guys hear me Dabber Dan, Dabber Dan, Dabber Dan has arisen. You guys hear me? Yeah, what happened? Yeah, I don't know. I had a great take, and you guys were like, I, I, "Bro, I was going off." You guys were like, "All right, moving on." We lost Dan. All right, well, Dan, let's get that great <laughs> take done and since you're back. My sentence. I'm like, this usually doesn't happen until the fucking video is posted. <clears throat> but uh, yeah, uh, 17 games is cool for us. But I doubt the players want to do that. And that's just another week that you got to worry about injuries before playoffs, which makes you kind of wonder, like, how soon would they be, like, taking guys out? Like, would they still do six, game 16, guys don't play, and 17? Like, so, I don't know. We'll see how it goes. That's a good point with the injuries. That's a really good point. I didn't think about that. Well, with that being said, included in the 17-game season is one less preseason game. I get the starters don't play is much. Is the preseason in- still a thing? Yes. Yes. So the, NF- Sorry. so the NFL has come out and said they plan on having – a normal off season this year. So the players will hopefully get to go into like OTAs and stuff and the rookies can get in there and stuff and get working like in a typical year, but this past year they haven't been able to because of COVID. So it's kind of all messed up and I'm convinced that is why we saw so many injuries this year, but, um, but no, so they're hopefully getting back into a regular place preseason. So players can get fit and get ready for even the preseason games. So we don't see as many injuries, but with the NFL going to a 17 game schedule, they're only having three preseason games instead of four, which I get the players are still playing the same amount of games. And I get it's going to bring more revenue to the NFL. The teams are going to get more money because of this. But then it also brings up the question, like you guys both said, it's like, how worried are going to be about injuries going into that final game of the season? I get most other leagues, like you look at the NBA and the NHL who have 82-game seasons, and then you look at the MLB, which has the 162-game season, and it's like, wow, they're not playing a lot? Which I I could make the argument which they're not, because in my opinion, 
hockey is a much well it used to be a much tougher sport than the NFL um I feel like players could get hurt more but um I'm gonna, yeah, I'm gonna have to disagree with that real quick. All right, Marty, let's get into this real fast. And why do you why do you think that? Because I mean, with football, it's way more uh, aggressive than like any other. Like in comparison, if you just look at the games, like the MLB playing over, I don't even know how many games they play, but over 100, NBA 82, and however many is in hockey, but. Uh, justifiably so, like, football is much less because, I mean, you're putting your body on the line for 60 minutes, you know, every single Sunday. It's much different than you really can't – I mean, you're not really taking the hits in baseball or NBA or NHL. I don't even think – you know, they're not taking the hits that they used to take. In football, there's always, you know, 250, 300-pound, like, physical specimens colliding, you know – every single play and, you know, there's a lot of, you know, concussions and you're seeing like CTE um, happening uh, once players retire. And I don't know. I just seem like there's way more injuries in football than any other sport. So I wouldn't necessarily say, you know, uh, there's not a lot of games compared to other sports, I guess, numbers wise. But I mean, for what they put their bodies through, I think it's, you know, justified. Well, I'm going to have to disagree with you there because I agree with you on the uh, MLB and the NBA because those, as much as ESPN wants to make the uh, NBA a contact sport, it is not. The most you see players getting into is a shoving match. But for me, hockey is a much more demanding sport than football is because you have guys going on skates every single night throwing their body down there, checking players. They're, they're stepping in front of slap shots if they need to. They're constantly moving for that whole, the whole 60 minutes that they're on the ice. Whereas NFL, you're looking at about 20 minutes. The guys, 20, I'm even exaggerating. You're probably looking at about in the whole 15 minutes, players are putting their body on the line. Whereas NHL, the guys are putting on their, their body on the line every shift. So that's why I just think it's a harder sport. Um, it's much more physically demanding. Like I get NBA, like it's just, yeah, running, whatever. But NHL, you actually have to hit. You have to – I think the NHL and hockey in general is much more physically demanding than the NFL is. Um, we can get into this right now because this is a pretty interesting topic to me. But, What's good, Dabber Dan's opinion on that? Group. So, what's the basis of this? Uh, the NHL is like more physically demanding than the NFL. Yeah, it's along those um, lines. I, I mean, I, at the end of the day, I feel like the NFL is like the most physically demanding for sure. Um, not to take anything away from the NHL because people get fucked up every shift. Like, very physical sport. But uh, in terms of, like, football, it's, like, every play, people are trying to kill you. And, like, like that's the whole, you know, it's, that's football. Like, every play, everyone's killing each other. Where hockey, I mean, shit happens all game long, but. Exactly. 
The dis- it, it happens, right? But I'm saying it's not like the whole game. People are going above and beyond hitting people. Where football, it's every single play. People are getting smacked. But like I said, the average football play lasts what? Three seconds? Uh, four seconds? Six seconds. Six, six seconds. seconds. Okay. If you look at a whole NHL shift, those players are moving around for at least uh, an average shift in the NHL is 35 to 40 seconds. So those players are moving that whole time and are in jeopardy the whole time. And even on top of it, there's actually fist fights in the NHL, whereas in the NFL, just kind of like the NBA, you get you get pushing at the end of plays. That is all you have. The NHL players are like willing to get in fights with other players, and it's legal. Whereas in the NFL, they're kind of baby it down. Like I get CTEs a real like a real thing in the NFL, but it's just as real in the NHL. I mean, you see guys lay down all the time to block slap shots. They're taking them to the face and the head. How do you think that affects them? That puck is moving at such a high rate of speed and hitting them even harder than uh hit to the head in the NFL is. I mean, I get it's the linemen probably have the most physically demanding spot. Like offensive and defensive linemen probably is the most physically demanding spot in that sport because you see running backs are probably just running into a hole and getting taken down. That's about it. You see a wide receiver get cracked especially nowadays, what, once every four games maybe? Probably once every six games with the new rules in the NFL, whereas NHL players are going out there and they can get hit like with their head down, just get absolutely rocked center of ice any play they want to when there's no – unless it's an interference or a roughing call, there's going to be no cost to that. NHL players can have that happen to them, boys. I mean, come on. How can you say the NFL is harder when – in the NHL, like you literally have guys running around there who have skates on who could cut you in the neck, and they basically are skating out with the clubs in their hand if they wanted to. I mean, you Look, see, I you see, you've seen like... plenty of guys take slashes to the head because the guys got pissed off. I mean, come on, boys. I feel like we're having the wrong argument here. It's not that it's harder or it's like one's better than the other because it this and that. They're both very physical. Uh, in different ways, I just feel like the NFL would take the cake in that department since every single play is helmet to helmet. Every single play, the play doesn't stop until someone's brought to the ground half the time. So it's like hockey, I mean, hits are thrown all game long. It's just as physical, but football is more designed towards the physical play. Whereas hockey is more designed towards, you know, not as not, I don't know how to word it, but like, you know what I'm saying? Football, you're taught how to, I'd word it like literally this. the game like, hang on, hockey. Hang, you can do all that shit, but that's not the, the whole game of hockey. Hang, hang on. I, I get that. But are you going to see a wide receiver line up with the quarterback in a fist fight ever? I mean, yeah, but that's just because. No, you're not. No, you don't say yeah. I didn't say yeah, like it's going to happen. I'm saying like it's impossible because (laughs) fighting's legal in hockey. So what do you expect? But you're saying if if it was legal in the. I bet you. Let me say this. Wait, wait, wait. wait. Let me throw this out there. I guarantee you. I guarantee you. If fighting was legal in the NFL, there'd be more football fights than there would be. What about when AJ Green socked Jalen Ramsey, huh? 
That I mean, those guys take fines to get in fights. Imagine if those were legal. I guarantee you there'd be more football fights than hockey fights. And I just want to throw this out there real quick and then, Jake, get your point out. But, like, so if we're making a big thing about hits and checks in hockey, like, the, the hits in football are so much more violent. And, like, who would you rather take a hit from? Like, a 300-pound fist? Once in a while like that Aaron happens. Donald, Once like in a while. freak of nature. Pure muscle. All right, so then once in a while, Aaron Donald, what about guys like J.J. Watt or like a 6'8", like 350-pound Quiet Campbell or like guys that are just like absolute freaks of nature or just like some average Joe that's like, you know, 180 pounds in hockey that's going to come and give you a cross check. You know, it's – I think there's just – I'm not putting hockey down. I'm just saying like I think football is a much, much more violent sport. And that's why you see more injuries so over, you know, course of time. Me you want to go line up every <laughs> night against a guy like Ryan Reeves and have to take a body check from him, or a guy like Tom Wilson, who is what, 6'7, about 250. And you're, and in NFL, I get the running backs are moving fast, but most of those linemen are basically standing still throwing the hits. All right, I get a middle linebacker probably is lining up at about. 250 maybe probably like 230 to 250 right well how many yeah so yeah, you're taking a big hit from yet. those guys maybe what once a game maybe you're looking at going against nhl enforcers who typically about 6-1 to 6-5 weighing about 225 to like 240 bro you're going to tell me they're moving or and they're moving around at All a right. faster speed than any player in the nfl is besides like a running back or receiver when they get going because in hockey you're constantly moving around. Whereas in football, most of those guys are standing still and then the play happens and the play happens just like at basically a step of a finger. I'm sorry, but you guys are both wrong here. I've played hockey my whole life. I have put several kids on stretchers playing hockey. Have you guys ever <laughs> have you guys ever put a kid on a stretcher playing football? I don't think so. No, nah, but I've I'm been not- put on a stretcher playing football. So Definitely. <laughs> yeah. Hang on, hang on, hang on. That might not be something to admit. I just want to say, I just want to no, say, I, really, I got a good point though. It's gonna, it's gonna ruin your point immediately, because you're like, oh, enforcers come out and they get hits every other fucking whatever. You can hop over the boards on your shift, skate down the ice, dump the puck, and get back on the bench, and no one even touched you. Just like in football. Like how you said, I mean, yeah, every single play, you're not going to get rocked by the middle linebacker. Hang on, hang on, hang on, shut up. So you're telling me a receiver can go out there and line up every single play and get rocked every play? I don't think so. What? Who said that? No, but you're saying, you're saying, to your point was, you might not get touched on a hockey shift, right? Yeah. So a receiver isn't going to get touched. A receiver isn't going to get touched every single play on the NFL game, bro. I was saying that because you said how middle linebackers might get one hit a game, yet enforcers get like six plus hits a game. No, but I, and I'm trying to, I'm trying to show you the point that like in both sports, like there can be plays where those guys are not even involved. Like, no, I'm not. It doesn't happen. I'm not. I'm not saying they're not involved. <laughs> But I'm saying hockey players are constantly moving around, basically at full speed the whole time they're on the ice, whereas the football players are moving around probably at half speed for about three seconds, and that play is stopping. 
Am I wrong? Am I wrong there? I think we can agree to disagree that if Derrick Henry were to run me over the same speed as Zidane Ochara, they both would hurt the same. <laughs> hang on. I think we – hang on. I, but my thing is – but here's my thing. My thing with football is – all right, hold on. But let me just get this out. That's the thing. They're, they're not moving at the same speed. These oh, are better no. athletes than oh, talking about God. NFL. Derrick Henry running at you for – this is this is facts. You don't see people like Derrick Henry <laughs> skating around on ice. It's just that's that's a known fact. You're not going to see a six three, two hundred fifty pound specimen made of pure muscle. You know he's not going to run at you full. And just because I want to debunk another thing you said, just because you're not seeing a big hit every play doesn't mean they're not big hits. These guys are built to inflict damage amongst one another. So just because. It doesn't look like a big hit on Derrick Henry to a lesser man like one of us. They'd probably put us out for the game, but it doesn't look big because you've got these absolute specimens out there taking and absorbing the hit. They're built for that contact. Now, picture if one of us took the same hit, you know, it probably wouldn't end well. That's what I'm saying. So just because it doesn't look big on TV or you might not think it's a hard hit, they'd probably put – Definitely put a lesser man down. I agree with you there, but also, why don't you try go getting on skates, skating around on a hockey rink, and taking a hit from even an Alexander Ovechkin, who isn't one of the bigger guys in the NHL. Go try to take a hit from Alexander Ovechkin. See how that feels, bro. And I'm saying, I'm not, I'm not saying, I'm not even talking about the hit. I'm not saying. Like, so imagine you taking you taking a football to the face, bro. You have a mask on. It's not going to affect you. In hockey, if you take a slap shot to the face, you you're losing teeth. You could, and even if if a player's skate comes up, it could cut you in the throat, and you could actually die. It has happened before. Okay, right, how, yeah, often how often do you often, see? Yeah, how often does that happen? How often do you see a football player die only because of a stupid hit that they throw? Well, I'm just that's. The death, let's keep that out. Anything can hit. Anybody can die, you know, like a, a strike of lightning can hit the fucking field and a football player can get hit and die. I don't really count that into this conversation. I'm just talking purely, you know, in sports, no freak injuries or anything. You know, obviously a player can get hit in the, you know, the face of the puck, but uh, how, I mean, let's be, how often? It happens more happen? often than a football happens, player getting you know, cracked. Here and there, but it's not like it's. So you're saying that basically How every game that happens and players lose teeth because players get cracked. I'm saying players get cracked in football. Okay, yeah, a player can get cracked, but then a player can also go get cracked in hockey, get right back up, and then they'll go take a slash to the face next shift. Whereas a football player, if he gets cracked, he's basically done, bro. Yeah, but I, you know how many times. Hockey, hockey players are tougher than football players. Hockey players are tougher than football players. I don't care what you two say. Ah, that you just ruined it. They bro. are, bro. They are. You just so you ruined it. <laughs> I'm not. Listen, listen. I'm not. I'm not going to deny. There's certain individuals that you know on their surface they might be tougher. I'm not going to, you know, question another man's toughness. You know, hockey. Well, because hockey, gotta you be need to be one tough person to play that sport. What I'm saying is, what I'm saying is, guarantee you. If all right, how about you put. Zidane Ochara, middle linebacker, and have Derrick Henry run through him and see see how he takes it. Right? I mean, I bet you, I bet you Zidane Ochara tried to put put Derrick Henry, Henry on skates and take a 
just take a normal open ice hit from Zdeno Chara. See what happens there. See, the problem is we're trying to make comparisons and examples out of things that would never happen. Wait, could you, could you imagine but, Derek Henry on skates? Just can you imagine like crossing the blue that, line. Yeah, that's the like, thing. That, that's the thing. You also got to take into account. It's there's so much there's you need you need a lot of skill obviously to be a skater in hockey you know it's just so I mean it's hard to take hang on, account hang on. So, hang on. the skill that also comes with it but uh, if so we're going b- before on, we get into anything here so you two have both played football most of your life right yeah Damn, so Marty and Dan you two mm-hmm. have very limited. Uh, like limited option on skates, right? Like Dan, you played beer league in house, right? And so I played. Yeah. Tra- I, hang on, I'm hang on. Listen, just listen where this is going. So I played travel all my life, but never picked up. I've never touched a football field for an actual football game. So we both, I guess, can't see where each other are coming from at this point because we're just going to disagree because we both played different sports. Because I have never played an actual physical football game. And you two have never really been in a physical hockey game, so I guess I guess we're just you. There was I, I, hang I, on, I play floor floor on. There's, I play there is no hitting in floor hockey, so you relax there. Right. All right. If you're saying that, if you're saying that, I played flag football then. <laughs> but um, no. So I think we're just right, not going to agree on this situation at all. We're just going to keep trying to argue with each other because we both think both sports that we played are tougher. Can we agree there? Can yeah, we agree there? No. Yeah. I, mean, I think we could agree that both sports yeah. are very physical. We can't deny that. But yeah, I think we're gonna pick our own path for this one just from what we've played in the past which is fair I mean so we can all agree then that uh, football and hockey players are tougher than any NBA player ever will be right I'll I'll say NBA but I don't know about soccer or tennis bro you think any tennis player is going to step up in a Hang on. Before we get any deeper in this, people that are in MMA, that are, in MMA are the toughest motherfuckers on this planet of Earth because they're willing to go in there and actually throw their body on the line night in and night out, taking kicks. And no debate. No, no debate. Those no are the debate. toughest motherfuckers no on this planet. They, no might be the craziest, they might be the craziest motherfuckers on this planet, but they're the MMA, toughest motherfuckers yeah. on this planet. I don't care where the answer no, that no is debate. that is the toughest to sport ever. There's no debate. Probably boxing. Probably I wouldn't even say come close to MMA because MMA can use every type of wrestling, boxing, kickboxing you need. Yeah, I mean you can. There's also jujitsu, and I mean you can choke somebody unconscious. You can you know break their bones. It's just uh, it's completely different beast. Exactly. And speak speaking of the uh, MMA, Marty, what fight is coming up in about probably what is it? Two months from now, a month and a half from now. What do we say? What don't we say? Uh, one of those late great uh, Nate Diaz is is fighting uh, Leon Edwards at UFC two sixty two. 
That is going to be a fucking hell of a fight, bro. That's going to be a hell of a fight. Oh, yeah. I can't wait for that. <laughs> That's going to be a great fight. Great fight. Great fight. It's one of those fights, like, uh, I mean, Nate, it seems like every one of his fights, it's always like a fight of the night contender. It's so, I mean, Leon Edwards is a like really good opponent for him, too, because he'll bring it. You know, I mean, he's not like they're not coming to wrestle. They're not coming to feel each other out. Those two just they're coming straight up bang and. Uh, I mean, I I see it just being like a five round war, and it's cool because it's like the first ever like five round non title fight co main event. So it's like this is history, right? Yeah, here. that's going to be a hell of a fight. You know, both are sort of just coming to fucking throw haymakers all night, and it's going to be probably a knockout. I can't wait for that fight. You have some on uh, was it May May first is the first UFC fight. Oh, it's May 15th, but yeah. a full May crowded 15th? UFC May fight. 15th. And May 15th. Miles Zavall is fighting. Um, I, that's right. yeah. Oh, that's April. That's that's in April. That's in April. I thought it was, I thought yeah, it was May 1st. I, I, I thought it was April May 1st. 24th? I don't know. I, I want to say April 24th. Oh. Yeah, full, I could have that is going to be a I hell of a fight. Full crowd, man. I can't wait for the UFC to bring back all their fans just because – I mean, this past weekend we saw a fucking a probably one of the best cards I've ever seen in the UFC. In my opinion, it was probably one of the the best cards ever put out, just based on. I I wouldn't say just on like the fight caliber, but who oh, the names yeah, they had yeah, there, yeah. but just the fights that went on in that main card were fucking amazing. If people had watched that, every fight was a finish. Besides the women, every fight besides was the a went to the decision that could have easily been a finish on either side because both those women were going at it. But it was, I mean, there was three knockouts in that fight where it looked like someone yeah. literally could have been killed. That is, that is a great card. I, I was even talking about that with my buddies. Like, we were watching, it was just like, man, you don't even need to have the biggest names in the sport on the card. If you just get people that, you know, put out performances like that, that's going to entertain anybody, man. Like, that. Yeah, that really was one of those cards like that, that, like, even if you weren't a UFC fan, that card just intrigued you just because of all the action that happened there. I mean, Ngaku basically basically killed the man. I like that final punch, like I mean he, he is a big motherfucker and to be punched like by one of those is like I, I don't think you can pay me enough to just sit like if I if I didn't take a single punch from that man and to take that punch from that man, I don't think you could have paid me enough. Because I think I What do you think? What do you think real quick, real Not, quick, real quick? John Jones versus Nagani. Oh my bad, I pronounced his last name wrong. That's theoretically what I don't know because John Jones Nganu. is a legend of this sport. But Ngannou, he is just, bro. He, he is just a beast of a specimen. He is like, he, dude. We're talking two hundred sixty. Yeah, there's no fat to that man. He is all muscle. muscle. He is a bad motherfucker. But John Jones is also one of the baddest motherfuckers on this planet. I mean, that man has. He has made his name in the UFC to go down as a UFC legend. He is just one bad motherfucker. And 
Yeah, I mean, greatest of all time. He's never lost. Uh, any, up until, I mean, he's defended the belt. Up until injuries times. hurt him. This is now. This is the only thing. Like he, a heavyweight, can he do it? Yeah, I mean, can he? Can he do it at heavyweight? You know, that's the only question left in his career. I mean, he's undeniably, you know, the goat. I, obviously. You know, some people won't put him there because of, you know, the steroid accusations and stuff. But I, I, looking past that, I mean, the guys, I mean, nobody's. Speaking of steroid accusations, though, people want to talk Adesanya pound for pound, the best fighter ever. I mean, that dude, you saw, what was it, back no. in July or August when he fought, um, what was the fight? Yeah, when he fought Costa, did you see his nipple? There was no uh, way that his – it was his left nipple, right? It was his left one. There is no way you're telling me that man wasn't on steroids because mm-hmm. there is no actual way that a man's nipple looks like that mm-hmm. other than being on steroids. That's – so that um, – I know I know a little bit about this, you know, being around the gym and stuff and, you know, following fitness uh, – influencers and by that's called gynecomastia it's i mean that's typically i mean it's not impossible to get that um yeah you don't necessarily need steroids yeah exactly it's it's more than likely caused by steroid use but i mean people are talking about like it's him mcgregor jones are they're talking about and pound for pound the best fighter in the world or even um no not no they're not they're they no they it Jones Khabib, well Khabib stayed in his weight class Khabib the whole time retired, so he never really moved up or moved him. down yeah, I think I, I don't think you can put McGregor in there anymore I just I just don't see it I, it's the whole. Maybe if this was 2016, yeah, but I mean, it's the McGregor, the McGregor's hype, it's kind of died down a little bit. And Adesanya, uh, he went up to 205 and he lost. So I don't get how you can call. I mean, is he a great fighter? Yeah, but we're talking about, I don't know, the current power. I agree with you there, but you can make a case for McGregor because I think once his age got to him and he had, he made his own family. I think he cared less about fighting and more about his family than anything. That's why I think these last couple fights we've seen McGregor get into. Um, I, yeah, I, I would say besides Cowboy, these past few fights we've seen McGregor get into, he's been more worried about other things than actually getting in shape for fighting. Yeah. my Well, my thing with McGregor is I think, man, once you – Dana White made a great point. He's like, what else? So, like, when he first came onto the scene in the UFC, he wanted to be champion. He wanted to be rich. He wanted to have the nice suits, the cars, and everything. I mean, he's achieved all that. He had the Floyd fight. He made over $100 million. Now he's got his own whiskey brand. Um, and he's a multi-multi-millionaire. Like, it's kind of hard to stay motivated when uh, you've got a family. Um, I mean – You've got all this money. I mean, you've got anything a man can ask for, and now, well, you're going to go out and get punched and kicked in the face and, you know, well, such a cruel sport. 
like what's the point, man? You're, That's exactly my point though. Saying he could have been the best pound for pound fighter in the world if none of that ever happened to yeah. him. That's why you can make that argument for him because before all that happened, he was out there literally every fight to kill someone. And it showed. That's why I'm saying you can make an argument for him being the best pound for pound fighter in the world. But John Jones, when well, clearly not currently, but I'm saying probably like not like currently. An all-time just great. Not yeah, currently. he's gonna go down an all-time great, and you can make an argument for him being the best pound for pound player in the world. But John Jones has consistently been there besides like you said, his steroid allegations. He's up there too. But um time out real fast in case you boys didn't get the update. Uh we are recording this currently at 8.06 on Wednesday night. Sabres are up 2-0 against the Flyers, but I am going to put money on it. The Sabres lose tonight. But um, back to UFC. But I am... I am... I, I, you can make an argument for McGregor being out there for the best pound-for-pound fighter ever. I I wouldn't say... I, well, I'm saying, I'm saying, if we're talking about like, Maybe, I'm, I'm saying, time, if we're like, like an time. all-time conversation, no, I, I, I think, think he could be up there. I think he ruined it because you look at most fighters, like even look at Spider Silva. He was up there for a long, long time where he could have been. And then towards the later of his career, he just kind of was there to bring people up. I mean, even the Adesanya fight, the Ad- when he fought Adesanya, I think that's what brought kind of Adesanya onto the onto that spectrum of being one of the best fighters. My, my thing with McGregor is outside of featherweight where he's undefeated, I, he's 2-1 and one as a welterweight and 1-2 uh, and two as a but, lightweight. That doesn't scream, you know. Well, he's like a but that's not fighter. saying pound for really pound. Like, you keep him in his weight class, what he was a middleweight, he could have been. I'm listen. I think the worst thing that ever happened to Connor was the Floyd fight. Yeah, yes, it was fun. He made well, a lot of money, but I mean, ever since, it's, well, that's where you could say that he, he knew his career was over. Kind of, and he wanted to go make money. He was focused on other things. That is, like, if you if you put the if you put McGregor before that Floyd fight, would you say he was the best pound for pound fighter in the world? Yeah. At that close, moment, close. you can make an argument. You can make an argument for him. I would say, yeah, exactly. Pound That's what I'm saying. I'm not saying, still, you know, I'm not saying he can go down as the best pound yeah, round yeah. player in the world, but like prior to him not just caring more about money than actually fighting, yeah, he would have been. That's 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 what my argument. That's where my argument was. Yeah, I think he was on his. I think he was on his way, but I think I I do still think even. I disagree. Absolutely mocked by Khabib. I would say twenty. I would say 20, 2015, 2016, Connor. I just don't see, I don't see Khabib losing anyway. In my opinion, but Khabib is still a fucking. He is a great wrestler, and it. It. I mean, clearly he's undefeated for a reason. And this man is now coaching. He might be. He. He even has an argument for one of the best fighters ever. He probably he probably will get as the best fighter ever, and my oh yeah yeah. But j- the best it's just so hard to compare people sure. in different weight classes. And when it comes to, when it comes to the UFC, because it's just like people can go up or down as they That's please the if they That's wanted the to. Um, 
But Khabib, probably, yeah, like you said, the best lightweight in the world. Connor has an argument for pound for pound. John Jones, probably, honestly, in my opinion, is probably the best pound for pound fighter ever. But it's just so hard in the UFC to make those arguments because you have so yeah, many people agreed. fighting different fight styles where it's so tough because even uh, Usman is – he's a great fighter, but people think his fighting style is boring because he's a wrestler. Well, the thing with – if he keeps it up, I mean, how do you deny him? I mean, he right now he's on the path. If he keeps up what he's doing, and he keeps taking – I mean – He's fighting murderers, man. He's if he keeps winning, he's gonna have an undeniable case for. I agree. Know, that man just he picks apart his opponents. Like he he does what he does best and doesn't worry about what they do best. He goes into fights knowing what he can do. I'm convinced when he trains, he's not even worried about what the opponents will do. He's worried about what he can do. He takes his game and makes it the best it can be. That is how I'm convinced he fights because the way he looks is just every single fight you get into, yeah, might be boring to some people, but he is just so good and just so manipulative at what he does. It just works. Yeah, and, and styles make fights too because, I mean, when he fought Colby Covington, who was like another really high-level wrestler, they they just had a stand up brawl, man, and it was it was uh one of the fight of the year contenders. Like, it was one of the best fights in UFC history. So, it's just style makes fights. If he you know goes against a striker with you know shitty takedown defense, I mean you can't really blame him for you know wrestling him. But uh, if he goes against a wrestler, man, I mean even his last fight, he won by knockout. No, yeah, exactly. But he. Like you, there's just so many great fighters in the UFC where like you can make literally an argument for anyone. Where it's just that's how different that sport is compared to everything. It's just it's so interesting. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, bless no, you. There's Deborah. definitely some good UFC fights going on. <laughs> well, I forgot Deborah Dan was here. Deborah Dan was quiet during the UFC bit, but um. With that, I didn't even mean to get into UFC tonight, but uh, I'm happy we did. But um, so with that, we yeah, are going on the uh, catalog. We are going to go into our favorite <laughs> uh, pizza and wings restaurant in Buffalo. So, uh, Marty, let's let's hear your take for uh, your your top favorites. I know, you know, Plas is going to be one of them. So let's hear it. All right, so, I mean, pizza and wings, I've got my own little saying. Some people know, if it ain't Plaza, it ain't me. It's the only place I'm going to get my pizza and wings from. My loyalty lies with Plaza Pizzeria on Main Street, uh, small and ten. Shout out, yeah, Plaza. Yeah, if you're going to go there, <laughs> That's the only cash. place I'll ever get my pizza and wings from, nowhere else. Because it's, it's the year 2040, and they don't bring have cash. They only accept, no credit, no debit. <laughs> so bring cash. <laughs> So, yeah, but no, that I'll keep my list short and sweet. I mean, there's other good places, yeah, but my list. All right, so I have I have two places to put on the map. You guys are gonna laugh at the first one, um, but uh, so so uh, people tend to disagree. I know, with it. I know it's this coming. is one of my favorite pizza and wing places in uh, 
It's actually also on Main Street in Tonawanda. No this way. This would be Colossal Taco. No Colossal way. Taco has elite pizza and wings. If you don't agree with me, you clearly if you, Dude, you clearly actually... haven't tried it if you disagree with me because I remember Has anyone actually ever ordered their pizza and wings? <laughs> Daniel, stop interrupting me. Stop interrupting me. Colossal Taco. You wanna know you wanna know what it is? Because it Jake's Jake's definitely, no. Jake's definitely. Oh, I was gonna say it's, it's only eight o'clock. It's way too early to be making that statement. Hang on, hang on. If I am hammered, <laughs> yes, I am going to Colossal Taco. <laughs> not getting their peach and wings. I am going getting their pizza or steak roll-ups at three a.m. Riding a bike to Colossal Taco to get their pizza or steak roll-ups is just a different feeling. But that's besides the point because Colossal Taco and Tonawanda has elite peach and wings people you need to try it but um so my second argument i wouldn't say so much for the pizza but for the wings is the bar bill tavern it's actually on main street as well but it's in east aurora new york has some of the best wings ever um i think undeniable never been there undeniable probably the best wings i've ever had i've heard Mm -hmm. they got good wings Mm -hmm. yeah undeniable I've Undeniable Barbell yeah, Tavern in East Aurora is one of the best places for wings, boys. I, I would recommend you trying that. But best pizza for me? Marty, you know where this is going. Yeah. We we had this. We, hit, we, we, took, we took a trip for this one. I thought on Transit Road. <laughs> I, I got an idea. I got an idea. <laughs> Picasso Pizza yeah, yeah, is no, elite. Legit, wings are, elite. Wings are average. Yeah. But uh, the pizza there is elite. Yeah. I would recommend you guys yeah. find that. It's yeah. out on transit. I believe it's probably it could be considered the North pizza Buffalo pizza. Amherst area. Uh, but yeah, Picasso's pizza is unreal. Uh, definitely recommend you trying that. My only complaint, my only complaint about Picasso well, is, man, by the time you get home, it's well, only, I'm saying it's for the viewers that live out there, when their their pizza's still great. For I for us it's a little bit of a trip, yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm I'm saying Dan, what are your favorite pizza and wing places? Gap or Dan, let's hear it. You know me, I'll eat pizza from fucking seven eleven. But uh a place I really like I mean I like a lot of places, but I really fuck with uh bocce clubs pizza. I think it's I think it's very good. Uh, even though I'm not oh, yeah, on speaking legit. terms with them right now, we'll get into that later. Um, I'm trying to think who else. I I'm a fan of sweet sauce. <laughs> I like sweet sauce. Oh, every God. now and then. Um, not all the time. You know, every now and then. I'm trying to think what places have sweet. Uh, actually, I remember, and this this isn't like the best pizza around. It's just like pizza I like. When we went to Santora's that one time, and we got those like personal pizzas, their pizza was very good as well. Um, yeah, that's really I don't know, man. Like I I like all pizza. I don't judge. Uh, all right. Well, with that going into it, um, speaking of sweet sauce, my least favorite place is Franco's Pizza. Um, they have good anything else. I just can't stand Franco's pizza because of their sweet sauce. They their their regular sauce isn't sweet sauce. Mm-hmm. It's the only thing I like from Franco's are cookies. 
I only like the cookies if Ryan goes. I don't really touch the pizza, man. Yeah, whenever I go there, I get their either their pizza logs or boneless wings or anything else on their menu. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to Franco's pizza, the only time I will have it is when I've had a couple in me for the night. And it's like one of those nights where you're like, you had a couple drinks in you, you're starving. And it's like the only thing that people have out like at the house you're at on the table. Franco's pizza is absolutely appalling if you're sober. I would not recommend it. I get Franco's as a local place. Franco's, I'm sorry. If you ever want to sponsor us, I will glad I will gladly talk up your product. But for right now, since we're not sponsored, Franco's is not a place I would recommend to people. The sweet sauce is absolutely disgusting. The pizza always tastes like it's overcooked. It is absolutely appalling. Just I would not recommend to anyone. So Dapper Dan and Marty, let's hear your least favorite places for pizza. Least favorite? Shit. I mean, I like Franco's. Frank Franco's is definitely up there, man. I'm not. I'm not a big Franco's advocate at all. Not that it's like uh, that. I don't like it, but like just John's Pizza. Uh-huh. Like, I wouldn't. I would pick so many other pizza places before I said let's order a pizza from John. Like not that it's bad, but it's like they're I would never that's that sub, sub territory. John subs are good. I never had their pizza. There. Yeah, they're subs. Are good, yeah, but I never had their pizza. talking pizza. Man, I'm trying to think of my least favorite, but I think right. I Franco's, is, Franco's is just not an elite pizza anytime for anyone. But um. So with that, guys, we're going to have a little, nice little short, sweet episode for you guys here. And I think we're going to wrap it up. So, uh, Marty, thank you for joining us. My- thank you. Thank you. No, that was a fun episode. I really – even that little debate we had, that, was, that wasn't scripted. That was, that was just – Right. For anyone who's joining us, we did not plan cool. on uh, getting into the argument about the NFL versus the NHL or hockey versus football, however you want to call it. But, um, yeah, we didn't plan that. But uh, Dapper Dan, if you would be – I know you were landscaping, so it's going to be hard for you to join us every Wednesday. But um, I'm going to announce it here first. If you would love to join us as a third uh, host on the show, we would uh, love to have you. If you would so gracefully accept that offer, it's up to you. Are you for real? Well, I'm – I am saying I'm not – well, what does Mar- what does Marty think of this? Sign the contract. Holy shit! You guys caught me on the spot. It doesn't get more official than on air. <laughs> right, yeah. it would be an honor and a privilege to Sign join the this show full time. Well, you guys heard it here first, so yeah, me and Marty had talked about this. We both uh, <laughs> we both agreed that it'd be a good addition, a good addition to the show. Excuse me. That Dan joins us for a third host. So um as long as I'm so down. I'm like, I'm gonna start crying. Yeah, so you guys uh you guys heard it here first. Uh Dapper Dan is gonna join us, be a third host of the show. So I wanna thank everyone for tuning in. I wanna thank both of my co hosts for uh should I say should I I like that's got a nice ring to it. Should I say should I say we have tri hosts now to the show because there's three of us. But I want to thank everyone for joining us again. We will be coming out again with another podcast next Wednesday. 
I am sorry for being so inconsistent with everyone, but I want to thank everyone for listening in. And uh, thank you guys for both for joining. Uh, it was a pleasure talking to you all, and I hope everyone has a good week. All right, guys. Talk to you soon. Yes, sir. See you next week.